that sucked. There you go. Outstanding. There you go. Outstanding. There you go. Outstanding. There you go. What's up, buddy? Dan Webb. Perfect. Perfectly misfits. Yes, sir. Perfectly misfit. Perfectly misfits. Check it out. Here we are, hanging out. 231, involving with Corey Castle. Welcome. Outstanding. Very much How you welcome. doing, buddy? Good. Man, I, I mean, I have to I have to tell you, um, and I've, I've told you this before, but we've developed such a friendship where it's like, it's got the, like, kind of the way, the, the stuff that I, like, cherish about my friendship that I have with Aaron, Aaron Ganey, I mean, he's been gone for like four years. I miss him every day. But uh, the the kind of friendship that you and I have is very similar to that. It's very similar also to my my close friendship with with uh, Anthony Bruno, who I'm about to have on the show next week. He's a real real close friend. He's dating my sister, so he's I call I call him my brother. But he's uh, yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> you want all goes right? Well, you know, I got I got I got like four sisters. So, yeah, well, only I, I think none of them are single. So darn. Damn it. Damn it. You're, you're, you're SOL on that one, buddy. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, she, my, the girl I'm with is uh, pretty amazing. I'm, I'm totally just riffing, dude. It's, a, it's just, <laughs> it's just a bit. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we we have had so many deep awesome conversations outside of this podcast yeah uh, since we met like what like a month two month or two ago was it's it been a while wasn't it longer than that I, it feels like it's been longer uh, than maybe that. dude it feels like i've known you half my life like <laughs> we yeah we've had like crazy crazy deep conversations all the time it's pretty, it's nice. Yeah. I mean, you're in, in, in my, in my like ideal conversation. So like when I do on the podcast, I say, you're going through stuff. You need a friend. You need to talk to somebody, reach out to me. I have no problems doing that. And you're like the dude that calls me on that. And you're like, yeah, uh-huh. I'm calling you. That's yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Especially recently and all this other shit that goes on in life. Like, yeah, dude. And you know, when I have shit going on too, like my my co-host on my podcast, uh, Perfectly Misfit, uh, we go live on Facebook on Thursdays around eight, give or take, <laughs> generally. And then yeah, we you, say, you were like, you were like, get in there at eight, and I went in at eight, and you weren't there, and I was like, and I just like, it was, it, yeah, it, it all, it, it, you I know, was, we're Satan. again we're perfectly misfits like we right, we, right. you never we, you never promised anybody you were going to be perfect nobody ever oh, should no. no we're misfits fuck it but uh no no uh, you know like fuck man like yeah we just have great conversations all the time so yeah i lost where i was going because you keep looking down <laughs> at your phone are you who are you responding to text messages to just don't worry about it, dude. Don't worry. 
<laughs> is, it, is it somebody that I know from like I don't know maybe a recent podcast or something? I don't know. What? No, it isn't. I I said don't worry about it. Did you hear me say don't worry about it? I do, but I, I know you enough that I'm going to call you out on shit because you're this. I think this. How, I mean, nah, I think this is how we are friends. Like we're going to call shit out. So. I'm 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 aware of that already. <laughs> so, so, like, when it came to when it comes to being a wrestling fan, and it comes to the Markness, I guess you'd say I didn't have I didn't have any kind of relationship with AEW at all. No kind of relationship right. as far as like fandom goes, and. The, the more I'm looking at it, like, especially like, and the funny thing is, is like, I will, I will have my very valid criticisms that are definitely, definitely, I don't think they're like, oh yeah, this is, they suck. I'm not saying they suck at all, but I'm, my valid criticisms are what they are. And just the, the fandom, the fan base of AEW goes like, Hey, screw you! Hey, screw you! They're perfect, and you don't know. <laughs> I get it, because I am. I'm not. I'm. I'm a massive AEW fan. Off, you know, off podcast, we've talked about a. I'm the one who talks to you. Talks to you about AEW. I'm sure more than anyone else because I am a massive AEW mark. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a wrestling mark in general. Since I was a kid, um, and we got introduced by again my co-host Renee Encarnacion, who I served with in the military. I love him to death. Um, when he found out you're an indie wrestler, he was like, "Dude, you got to meet this guy!" And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Because wrestling is like, I, I, I don't know, like I, whatever. It, Kayfabe, like it's it's fake. It's everybody can say it's fake, but like you fucking really get hurt in that shit. And I, I've seen it. Like you see it on video and shit all the time. But anyway, uh, fucking AEW, dude. All right, so it is a way faster WWE. Like all their matches, like the selling sometimes is in as well, depending on who it is. But, like, you got dudes in there like Cody Rhodes, all right? Cody Rhodes is, like, the generation after me, like, fandom, like, in a way. And don't – God, don't take this so far as me, like, being, like, Cody Rhodes is, like – fuck. All right, hold on. Cody Rhodes is AEW's Hulk Hogan. Okay. Like, <laughs> but better. Like, because Cody Rhodes can make anyone look good, and Hulk Hogan could only make himself look good. Fuck you, Hulk Hogan. I loved you when I was a kid, but you realistically sucked as a wrestler. Let's just get it right. Um, and then you have. <laughs> <laughs> Let's acknowledge different time, very different time. 
Oh my God, very <laughs> different type. No leg drop. Yeah. That's a finisher. Yeah, no. Uh, it was though. I'm gonna giant put him over. Greatest uh, wrestling match in my lifetime when I was a kid. <laughs> Still to this day, I marked the fuck out for that match. Uh, but anyway, Cody Rhodes is like, in my opinion, AEW's Hulk Hogan. Um, mm-hmm. He's one of the bigger names in America in that uh, in that company. Kenny Omega in general is the biggest name in that company. Um, just from mainly his shit in Japan and the boat club, the boat club put his ass way the fuck over. Um, and then the young bucks are in it. Um, I knew about the young bucks back in their time in TNA, um, which when we discussed it earlier, didn't you say you didn't even know they were in TNA? I, I knew they were there, but I didn't watch it, is what I said. Okay. I, okay. I remember they were, it was the Dixie Carter era. I remember her bringing them in and then like making a big deal about announcing that they were coming in. And then mm-hmm. like I saw her announce it and I saw them come out, but then I like didn't, I didn't follow the channel. Like I didn't follow. Okay. Was going on i think it was spike tv at the time or something right it was yep and uh i only watched tna literally for the young bucks i don't know why i championed them at that time because i had no idea who the fuck they were but they were so entertaining and again they're not the selling champions and you know whatever they're Matt Jackson and Nick Nick Jackson. Matt has done a lot, really, or he's done a lot since then, and really has worked on his selling ability. Like the dude sold a back injury for like a year and a half, like, and everything. Like between their, they have a. Um, I don't want to put their shit over because they don't sponsor anything. But yeah, you're, you're you're doing it already though. So it's <laughs> no God, just, just sorry. Be all the way pregnant on this one. Yeah, uh, so be being the elite or BTE on YouTube, they have a YouTube channel, they do all these videos and whatever. I've been yeah, I've been I watched that since like episode twenty. Like what is it up to I, now? God. Uh I have to look at the latest one but i know it's over the 300s okay like it's been around for a long fucking time Mm -hmm. um and yeah what what's really cool about aew is like they take like shit from bte uh the storylines that are in bte and they it gets pushed into aew as well so it's just like more ways for fans to interact and stuff. But I like that more than WWE's Vince McMahon booking everything. And like, it just gets super stale. Um, and it has been for a long time. Uh, except when Finn Balor, like the last time when Finn Balor won the championship and dislocated his shoulder. Versus Seth Rollins. That was like the last time I was super excited to see WWE. 
Um, now that Finn is back down and not down, just NXT is like now like a major, like it might as well be another major brand of the WWE, mm-hmm. but. I I you sincerely know. I sincerely think that AEW or not AEW WWE should like do Raw SmackDown NXT as far as like the the um like the as far, like when they do like Survivor Series and they're like oh it's for bragging rights it should be yeah. like it sh- and I've been saying this on Wrestle Rock for like for years where I say it should be like. Yeah. If AEW or fuck, if NXT, if NXT were to, NXT were to win a match at Survivor Series, then they get, they get, raw, they get a time slot on Raw. Raw becomes NXT Raw, or like, or like it's just NXT roster for the three hours of Raw, or it's NXT roster for the two hours of SmackDown, or you know, or you know, Smack SmackDown takes over the whole week of TV that week. So it'll right. be SmackDown has Raw and NXT, or like I think that would be a real cool like way to raise the stakes in something as far as like brand supremacy, I guess. Right, and that's what. But you just said it right there in the Survivor Series. It's uh, brand supremacy, and Raw always comes out on top no matter what. Like Raw mm-hmm. always wins. There's yeah, been like. Bad. A long time ago, mm-hmm. when SmackDown came out on top a couple of times, but that's like so few and far between that it just kind of sucks. Like, you know, watching Survivor Series, that the Raw teams are going to win the most matches. Mm-hmm. And it's just, what's the point of watching? Yeah. It's like, so. it's like watching Tom Brady's football team, whatever, whatever that is. Right. You know, they're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You knew it. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, so my opinion, my opinion on the AEW brand, and, and, I, and I, say, I say it to you, and I, I know you've kind of like tried to debunk me real quick on saying it, but I always say they've got too many people. They got too many people. They got too many people. They don't have enough time for everybody. They don't have enough time. Like they shoot. Like this pay per view is filled with with tag matches, and they don't even have real tag teams in it. Like the like the real tag teams, like FT, what, what FTR or whatever, they don't even have a match. Like the no. Lucha Bro, the Lucha Bros are in a match that isn't a tag match. There's like a billion other, there's like seven other tag matches and none of them have like actual tag teams in them. All right. So I will argue a little bit on that aspect alone. The Lucha Bros not being a tag match, that's fine because they're in a ladder match mm-hmm. with five other people. Um, and the that's two of the five. Um you get two of the best high flyers right now, two of the best people who should be in this ladder match because they have the advantage of the best. Uh, I'm talking about Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. Uh, fuck, what's his name in A? It's Pentagon, whatever. 
but everybody knows him as I mean, well, not everybody because you you didn't watch the underground, but Pentagon <laughs> and him uh, are in this, and fucking Luchasaurus is in the the ladder match, which is a whole nother aspect. Uh, Lance Archer, the the murder hawk. Um, that's one, two, three, four. Who's the, the fuck? I can't remember the fifth guy. But then there's a surprise guy at the end that they're not gonna announce until. No, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be Paul White because they already announced that Paul White, aka Big Show, aka the, the Giant, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's already announced as in the company and is going to be doing a Monday night YouTube show as an announcer. Hmm. This is like, you're saying there's not enough time. Uh, there's going to be AW dynamite two hours on Wednesday. There's already announced that there's going to be another TNT show and 2021 soon on another night. I don't know what night yet. Um, and then they're moving uh, dark to Monday night at seven o'clock. And Paul White, aka Big Show, aka the Giant, is going to be one of the announcers on there. So they have three shows, you know. And like I said, they, we already have, you know, AW Dark that goes on YouTube live at. Like seven o'clock on Tuesdays, so there's more than enough shows for people to get on. And those shows that aren't on TNT, that aren't on the cable network or whatever, they spotlight all the younger guys that don't have the notoriety and, and get aren't on. directed workers. You know, aren't yeah, they, don't, but, they don't work for the company. They're just independent. Well, like most independent. of them do, though. Most of them do, and then if they if they do well on there, they sign them straight from there. Like uh, the claimed, they came from there. Um, I'm I'm not a big fan of them, but they're okay. Devon Dudley's sons oh, they- got signed from Dark, but it's also Devon Dudley, like. Whatever, like, um, it's a legacy kind of thing. Uh, there's a lot of people that got signed from AEW Dark, but obviously they have a little bit of pull from other people, probably. They have the right friends in the right places. I don't know how that works. That's Dude, why I, you and I, I are friends. You just said it exactly. Like, everything, everything is seemingly, I mean, criticism, sure. Let's take the criticism as what it is. Everything is like somebody's friend or somebody's family. Like the nepotism and the favoritism is like so blatant. Uh, Please, please, absolutely. uh, Don't take me the wrong way. I'll be your friend if it's going to get me a spot. But at the same time, I don't want that spot to be in a 10 person match where I can't highlight my gimmick or get my character over. Like I don't, right. I, I, I've left companies because I'm tired of being in 
scrambly scrambles. I don't want that. Right. Like, it seems like a very big waste of like of of character development time because like right. you're not as you're not as memorable if you're just a blurb in in like just seconds of like you get your shit in and then you get out and then another right. person gets their shit in and by the time that person's got their shit in people forgot about your shit that you were getting in right yeah. it's so, like uh it's, i'm not trying to interrupt but it's like uh do you remember when john cena was the usa championship or what mm -hmm. american cha whatever US and he yeah. did the open challenge Right. And always did like they pulled up a bunch of people from NXT and let them get their spot monkey shit in and uh, whatever. And he'd always end up winning. Well, Cody did the same shit with that. They have a, the TNT title. Right. Just, and that's how like Kingston got hired. Right. That's how Kingston. Um, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of fucking people that got hired because of it. But when Cody still had it, and our boy Grey Wolf, I was like, oh shit, let's get Grey Wolf in that. Like, try to do it. We threw him on Twitter and, like, like it got a bunch of fucking retweets and it got all the, a bunch of attention. But I don't know the right people to get him to see who it mm -hmm. is. And Grey Wolf doesn't, no offense to him. He's a big name and in his own way. But, like, we didn't have the right connects to get him there. So, like I want to keep doing it because Grey Wolf's the shit. I love Grey Wolf. <laughs> Me too. Man. But yeah, we need it. Like you know, they all the other people, like you just said, like they had the right connections to get where they are, and we just don't have those connections. And you know, we got to try to make those somehow. I mean, I'm a, I'm constantly saying that um, the, there's more than one way up the mountain. You know what I mean? The mountain doesn't necessarily have to just be AEW and right. getting a spot in a 10-person tag match. Uh, it doesn't have to be seven, seven teams. Like, why such an odd number to put in right. that? Like, uh, all of it is just, all of it is like, all right, well, I, I, I kind of have a feeling, and this is what I've been, like, low-key feeling, that I want, I want to make my name mean more elsewhere. And then be like, well, all right, now here, let's do some, let's do some, let's have Corey Castle, who's this name somewhere else, come here and he's doing matches. Oh, I'm, I'm comparing myself to Shaq right now. Right. <laughs> Shaq, international superstar doing a spot on, yeah, to help <laughs> AEW get more over. Yeah. But, um, you know, in our personal conversations that we've had, we've brought up the fact that um, right now, I mean, pandemic era sucks. All right. But like before the pandemic, it was like the best time to be a wrestling fan and in a way, a wrestling performer, because there's never been more ways to get noticed than that era. And, um, like we have so many promotions and then YouTube and you know now it's TikTok and Twitter and all this other shit that you know you can promote yourself on and get noticed and you know like fuck man like 
you just need that one fucking viral video to go out and everybody knows who the fuck you are and like me as your friend and me as your fan like fuck dude i you know like i'm your fan and i've told you this a thousand fucking times like i mark out for you so hard because like you're doing you know when i was we're the same age we're th right. we're both through seven mm -hmm. we grew up in the hulk hogan ultimate warrior iron chic andre the giant era you know like bigger My than life people i think that like i kind of watched it very like peripherally i didn't really i wasn't like a i didn't like real really bite the bait at that at that age like i don't think i got really hard into it until until like austin and uh, oh man until like well like bret hard bret hard and austin from wrestlemania 13 got me and then like the first hell in a cell got me like right after so the first hell in a cell happened that was when i was like all the way i'm just this is what I'm going to watch now all the time. All right. So I bit in my very first time. I remember watching it and like just saying, I'm totally all in with Hulk Hogan, Iron Sheik. Um, and Iron Sheik's boots had the curl in it. And then for some reason, when we were kids, like, that was so dangerous. Like he's not as a weapon. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan always split open in his forehead blade. Uh, you know, anytime he got hit in the face with the boot, like whatever. Like I that I bit in so hard on that, and then um, that was also in the era of when uh, the Rockers broke up and Shawn Michaels through Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. through Bruce the Barber, Beefcake's Barbershop window. Like, holy shit, dude. Like, I was a kid. That was a monumental thing. Like, how could you turn on your best friend like that? That was your best friend, and you fucking threw him through a window? That's not cool. What are you looking at? Hmm? Oh, Chris was walking. Chris was walking through the... Hi, the Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'll acknowledge him on a podcast that he doesn't even want to be part of. But hi, Chris. Uh, he he's, he was yet. very much on a mission. So I was not. He's like he like grabbed his keys and ran out the front door. <laughs> but yeah, like that. That's the shit that really grabbed me when I was a kid on Saturdays on USA Network. And yeah, and then. I was in it. I was in it from then on. And then I discovered WCW a little bit afterwards because it was on TNT. And I grew up kind of poor, you know, like um, we lost cable and TNT was on like antenna at the time. Um, uh -huh. TNT was on antenna. Like you can get a, like the reception on antenna. I, didn't I thought it was just a cable network. Yeah, no, in my in I grew up in Michigan. I'm in Michigan. But uh yeah, no, it was on like the very like super basic bullshit. But like um that's when I met uh Ric Flair, the four horsemen, Sting and the Bleach Blonde era with the fucking Sur rat tail. Server Sting. Oh my god, Sting and the Rat Tail era 
like was my ultimate warrior like that was like better even though i didn't know until much later they were a tag team partner Mm -mm. and anyway (laughs) nerd i'm sorry dude i love wrestling i love it all the way through and through man so like being friends with you as an independent wrestler and i i told you like i've watched all your shit on youtube i marked the fuck out for it like that's great man Cole Cabana is my favorite, you know, like uh, wrestling podcast at the time. He stopped doing it. He went back to doing it. It's not the same. Um, Cole Cabana was my favorite indie superstar at the time. My indie darling, you know, whatever you want to say. But uh, no, now, now you're my new, you're my new indie darling. And I keep watching all your bullshit. So. That's and all I want. I, I want a million of views. <laughs> well, and then here I am on your podcast, and we're I'm sitting here like fidgeting like crazy because I'm like I'm marking out the whole time I'm here because I'm like, what? and then I like think about it. I'm like, why am I marking out? We're already friends. Like, why? I'm like such a big fan, and I'm like sitting here going, I talk to him on the phone regularly. And we talk about a lot more deep shit. And then we're on this podcast and I'm sitting here like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like Ricky Bobby. So, yeah, dude, it's so fucking funny. And I just caught myself doing it. Like as I was talking about it. So I mean, yeah, you, you absolutely know like how, how cool that is for me. Like it's right. not, it's not like I think I'm a cool, cool guy or a big deal or anything, but that, that to me, I always think of like, if, if I could be that, if I could have that experience that you're having, like I could know how cool that is. And I would, right. I, I, I very much have a very similar thing for you. And I, I, I say it to you all the time where it's like this, the shit that you've done, and the sacrifices that you've made for your life and the, 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 the decisions that you made that took you on the path that you that you've been on and brought you back into somehow full circle to like meeting me. That's neat. Right. I think it is, all that is a super cool thing. And the fact that you like know all this stuff and you and like you did your deep diving and that that's fascinating to me. And you know what my favorite part about all this shit is I'm fidgeting again. Uh, such a, a, a wrestling mark. My youngest son also is uh, a, a wrestling mark. Um, he started off in WWE, and anytime they came into town from like age five until kind of recently when they stopped, but um, I took him to every show on. Um, I told you this on our personal talks is like on his fifth birthday, they did a show in Grand Rapids, Michigan, shout out Michigan, uh, Grand Rapids area. Uh, I took him there. We made a sign that said, I was right on the guardrail. Um, I said, it's my fifth birthday. Give me a five. And not one superstar the whole time, you know, Gave him a five at all, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Usos at the time, they're the you know they 
when they were doing the face paint shit. Gave him a head nod and a wave. You know, super cool. He marked out. He was so happy. He didn't care. And then it was during the time when Dean Ambrose was feuding with Bray Wyatt. And they had a dark match at the end of the at the end of the show. They had uh, like a, a a match. Dean Ambrose won, came out, celebrated with everybody, came over, grabbed my son, gave him a high five, gave him a hug, and like, dude, it was like, like, and Dean Ambrose, aka John Moxley, he from then on he was my favorite. Like, fuck everybody else. Like, I didn't care what happened. He made my son's, like, birthday and, like, made, like, I I was the coolest dad in the world for, like, about four years after yeah. that. And that was awesome. And I, like, Moxley, I know you're not going to want, I, I hope you watch this. <gasps> I hope you do. So, Moxley, you're the shit. Uh I don't know. I know you're friends with him somewhat. Because uh, <laughs> we've talked about this several times. But um, yeah, no, no, no. Like, that's the shit. Like, that's why wrestling is fucking awesome. Like, he's, he's 11 now, Bryce, my youngest son. He's 11. Mm-hmm. And he still talks about that shit. You yeah, know? That's, that's Our, like, 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 I, like you've you've heard me tell the story where it's like the the cowboy when I was a little kid I remember that for the rest of my life so mm-hmm. I I for sure understand the like personal connections and the impressions and how important it is to make sure like you you have a I want to make sure anybody who wants to invest their time in me has something to take from it you know so you know what uh, my favorite thing. Like, and this is a, a super recent thing, a conversation we had. My favorite thing about you is not only just our friendship and the way you treat me and how you treat everybody else, but I called you out of the blue the other day because mm-hmm. Bryce, my youngest son, was in the car with me mm-hmm. and he was asking me all these wrestling questions. And I was like, you know what, dude, dad has a wrestling friend. He is an independent star. Let's call him and we'll ask him some questions. And we call you and you are busy as shit. And you're like, hey, I am sorry on time right now, but we made a time and date that we're going to call you and you're going to answer all the shit. And you made his day and as again, I got to be a cool dad again. Like, it was like, it was so fucking awesome. Like, you know, I keep talking about being a dad. Like, I suck at so many things in life. But, like, the one thing in life I am so proud of is I do my damnedest to be a good dad every day. Do I achieve that? Every day, absolutely not. We all have our faults. You know, I fuck up all the time. Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, I'm a good fucking dad. And, you know, like, 
that is the thing I'm the most proud of. I'm, I, I served in the military. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know, I deployed. I, I, I did my duty. And, you know, that's all cool. You know, fine and dandy. I'm mm-hmm. proud of that stuff. But I am way more proud of my skills as being a dad than I am of all the other shit. Like, and not only just that, like being a dad and then like going through a divorce with their mom mm-hmm. and like maintaining a great friendship with their mom and co-parenting and trying to deal with, you know, like the trauma of the kids of a divorce. And well, I mean, you know, you, yeah, you've, you've kind of went more into that with me, like very, very personal stuff. And, and I, I, I thank, thank you for inviting me into that and for sharing that information with me. I, 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 Cherish the fact that you feel comfortable enough in your relationship with me that you can tell me that kind of stuff. And like, not just, of course, telling me right now, but I'm saying right. uh, the fact that you like think <laughs> it's so it's very cool. It's very, very cool to have a have a personal relationship with somebody who can like break down what their path, like what their journey's been. And there's like nothing in it. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no ulterior motive at all. It's just very yeah. much like we're just con- connecting, making friendships. Right. Yeah, dude. We're, we're, we're long distance friends, but like at some point we're going to actually connect and hang out and drink a beer or whatever together. Like maybe, maybe. Well, you got you gotta you gotta come to Philadelphia. I don't know. What, or or I'll what? open I'll open the club that I keep talking we keep talking about. Oh, you're and, in a uh, comedy club? Yeah, well we'll op- oh, open a bar. That's like well, the ultimate I wanna, dream. I wanna, I wanna have a comedy night. We we did so talk we, about that. We've talked about it a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, the the place yeah, no, the place that I've been talking to you about, I just found out today. It's a bummer. Uh, that what I wanted to do with it, the restaurant owner actually owns the building I wanted to buy mm-hmm. and wouldn't sell to me because of my idea for the place. So well, there's yeah. more to it. We'll talk offline. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's this bar in South Philly that my my friend my friend Jim my friend Jim is a he's a he's is a marine. He, mm-hmm. he uh, sir, I think he serves in Afghanistan or something. Something like he he did some tours in Iraq, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, he we he took me to this this like bar where where Marines hang out. No, uh-huh. and it's just it's a Marine bar. There's a it's it's like all the the seal on on the bar outside, and mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, that place is. A marine bar, and I was like, "That does sound like I'm talking about a bar where there's like fish and right. <laughs> there's lots of <laughs> they've, got, they've got lots of uh, water life on, oh, underwater, yeah. underwater marine life in there. It should but, be like an aquarium. Yeah, there's like yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of there's seals in there too. There's marines and seals." 
There you go. And the seals are navy, though. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't no, talking uh, about navy seals. I was just talking about like seals. The mammal. The mammal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a land seal. Pitbull. Is that what? <laughs> yeah, dude. You yeah, you, you, you haven't told dog. me too much about your dogs. Yeah, yeah. How many I have dogs three do you dogs. have? Three, you have three dogs. Three. Yep. Um, they they don't. I don't ever hear them barking or anything. They're good to a degree. Uh, are you hearing the feedback? I'm getting an echo. Oh, I don't hear it. All right, cool. Just making sure. You know, you know what's really funny? It's like the last three episodes of your podcast. You, the the guest has always asked if there's a feedback on your end, and you're like, "No, I don't hear it." It's like literally the last three, and it's the funniest shit that it just happened to me now. So I'm like, as I'm saying it, I'm like remembering all that. I'm like. You just sound like kind of like a douche. Like this is a running thing, you know. But uh, no. <laughs> you know, I was really, I was really before we started before we started recording. I was like letting wheel the wheels spin of a rib. I was gonna play on you and be like, oh, I can't hear you. And, I can yeah. read your lips though. That's the problem. For <laughs> who, who everybody else who don't know, I, I'm pretty much deaf. Um, I. I I, and my left ear, I have like 35% hearing. And then in my right ear, I have about 10 if I, on a good day. And then the rest of that, is, I have tinnitus really bad. And it's like a constant ringing in your ear. So, like, it's it makes hearing suck. And then it makes the pandemic suck with the mask because I didn't really realize how badly i watch right. people's mouths and i could mm -hmm. read lips to right. communicate and tell this and i'm like ah shit <laughs> i just look like i look over i'm like what, what the fuck did they say like <laughs> can't do it have it's you sad. have you considered learning sign uh i want to but you, I, do you want to know some cool sign language i learned earlier yeah yeah all right you know, I don't know if you uh, can see all that, but it's this. Okay. And then th that, it means right. fuck off. Oh, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, I, my sister, my sister, Jess, I don't know. You've yeah. probably heard me. I've probably talked to you about Jess before, but yeah. she's, uh, she's, um, she's in school for sign language. Outstanding. She's, she wants to be an interpreter. That's like a, a passion of hers. But she's currently she's currently getting her real estate license as well. So she's gonna be all types of successful. I'm I'm so, so proud of the person that she is. And I I when you talk about when you talk about being a dad and stuff, to me, mm -hmm. I feel like my big being a big brother is more to me like the the proudness, like that that I I, I don't have to be a dad because I feel like I. I feel like I'm so proud of who my sister is. I'm so proud yeah. of who Jess has become and the, the type of adult that she, dude, she's about to be when, by the time this episode comes out, she'll be, she's going to be, she's going to be 26. 
Like that's yeah. crazy. That's a crazy. Uh, it's it's an accomplishment, man. Like, like their accomplishments are yours too. Like you played a part in their life, so it like I don't know, man. Like when my kid, I get a report card. You know, they get an A in a class. They're not all A's, by the way. I'm I'm just saying when they get an A. It's mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, dude! You work so hard for that shit. We, I help you get you there. I, you know, but like you did the work and you're doing the shit and like you, the the sense of accomplishment. It's like, all right, now your sister's going through the sign language school. When she finishes that, it's like, fuck yeah, dude! Like we help, you know, like in a way, I help get you there, maybe. Like you know, like. It, it, like almost like kind of lift through them a little bit with that accomplishment. Like you're like, mm-hmm. like, but not in like the ego way. Like it's like the, like you're yeah, so fucking proud of them. It's just, it's that I hope that in, in some way, one way or the other in her life, I served as an example. Right. I, I served as some sort of like, Hey, you, you, you want your, you want the stuff in your life. You get the stuff that you want. And I hope that I've served as some sort of uh, example for that and a role model, hopefully. Right. So I, 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 I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this before, but I know, or if maybe you've heard me talk about it before, but I, as far as like, I didn't have a dad. So right. uh, my, nope, my, know that. my, 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 male role model and stuff. like my dad was only around my dad was only in my life for like a year two three years i don't maybe maybe not it was a very short amount of time but i mean like you know we still talk on the phone here and there sometimes but uh i can't imagine i can't imagine i i worked at a call center my la- not my last job the job before that where it's like i i just uh dude i've worked so many fucking jobs it's ridiculous <laughs> and and i i was actually thinking about it too like when you were talking about like the accomplishments and how much like how much you fuck up and stuff like i was beating the shit out of myself today and i honestly i'm 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 going through it as far as like mm-hmm. my my confidence is kind of being shaken recently and uh i'm like every job i've had every job i've had like i fuck up and I've had so many, so many bullshit jobs and I've never made enough. Mo- I've never made a lot of money. I've never like, I, I, I just, it's, it's annoying. But at my old job, there was a, there was a, uh, it was a call center for like this medication where parents mm-hmm. would call in to set up deliveries for their kids medication. And when dads would call in for their kids, I'd always think about like, man, I know my dad would never do this for me or my siblings. Like that kind of shit would go through my head. I would be like, oh, this like makes me feel like cool for these kids that their dad's like, st- like, oh man, you just made me feel shit right there because I don't do that because I, their mom has it on, on a Google notification setup. <laughs> oh it wasn't my designed, God. So it wasn't like designed to make no, you no, feel I know. Oh my god, this hit me right in the feels. I'm like, fuck, man. 
I thought I was in charge of a lot of shit. Now I'm God damn it, now I gotta do the medications too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, I get it, dude. Um fuck. I've told you like too, like I had um uh shit since two thousand five I've had like fifty seven different jobs. Uh like crazy amount, like uh, before my current job, like two and a half years, my longest since I got out. Like when I was out, out of the military. And the only reason why I was in the military for so long was I signed the contract. And like, mm-hmm. you have to do it. Eight years, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like right now, like it's still far away. You know, like four more months. If I'm at this job for four more months, it's four years. You know, like that's the longest I've been at a job. But I also did like a lot of contract work and stuff like that. But I also took a lot of shitty jobs and took a lot of jobs I needed to take to get by at the time. I've had a couple jobs that I've held on to for a good time, for a good amount of time. But like, yeah. they weren't good jobs. It was just a good amount of time that I had those yeah. jobs. Like, from the from when I was like sixteen to like twenty three or something like that, I worked at a, I worked at this laser tag place, this uh, this uh, laser tag place in an arcade called mm-hmm. UltraZone, where okay. Jess Jess works there. Jess is like the manager now at UltraZone, and she's been there for for like nine years now. Okay. She's like the big boss, the big boss. Outstanding. But, and uh, Thank you. it sounds like a fun job. Yeah, it was a great. It, it I look at it like. Do you remember the movie Empire Records? Yeah. I Ultra Zone reminded me of that. Like it was like a like a a fun super hangout. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then I I worked um I worked at. I did overnight stock at a grocery store. That stunk. And then I worked, then I did landscaping. That stunk. And then I worked as a bowling mechanic for like a year. And that stunk. And uh, really, why like, did that one suck? It was a, it was like, uh, I, it was just like, I had to like learn the mechanics of all the shit. Like, it, and I just, you, it seemed like if, if the place was busy, every like lane would break down and I'd be the only person there. And it was just right. like the weekends would be stressful. And then like, and then it would be like, I'd have to like request off for shows. And most of my weekends for most of my life have been shows. Your wrestling shows. Yeah. So and for me to like work a job, comedy. what's up? And your wrestling shows and stand-up comedy? Yeah, well, the stand-up comedy, th- that, was, that wasn't that was as much on the weekends. Like, I would do, like, mics during the week and stuff. But yeah. um, the, I think I lost a couple of jobs because of the weekends having to be stand-up com- or having to do with wrestling. And that's, how I think, how I lost that bowling mechanic job. It was like, uh, like they were like, they were like, <laughs> they put the schedule out and it was like December 15th was the day. And I was like, 
yeah, I, I requested off for this like a month ago. And they were like, yeah, but if you don't come in, you're, you, you're fired. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be fired then because I'm not coming in. Right. And uh, yeah, what did I do after that? And then I worked, I worked for, worked a couple telemarketing jobs. Oh, uh, my God. How oh, the fuck man. did you survive that? Do you know what? I'm really good with with people, with strangers. I have a, a good amount of I have a good amount of like pleasantness. Like I can right. I can I can I can just BS with strangers, you know, and they can tell that like I'm there to help them. So uh, they're like every I think every job I had that was on the phone. Somebody was always like, man, you love your job, don't you? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> in, my head, in my head, I was like, I'm being recorded, so I got to say yes. But, but like, <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that, that people person attitude. Um, I, I can be nice, but I don't. Yeah, I couldn't do the telemarketing. I, it, but it's also like the ego, not ego, but like self respect. Like you get like that, what, every 100 no's, you get that one yes. And that always bothers me in sales. And like, I, I, it's oh, always sucked for me on that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I've, I've never done a sales job really as much as like when I say telemarketing. It was just like, it was like, oh, we're calling about your warranty on your thing. You want to renew the warranty on your thing? Oh, it's already included with the thing that you already bought. Blah. So, I mean, it, it's if it was most people would hang up on me. Yeah, um, but <sighs> it was just. It's just, just like after every then, call, and then and then like, then someone would come up to me, some boss, and they'd be like, "Hey, you're not doing as good of a job as you should be doing," and I'd be like, "What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I every every third caller tells me I'm the best person they've ever talked to on the phone, but like I didn't hit the script exactly the way you wanted me to hit the script, so like you're deducting points from me, and then." I don't want to. I don't want to work for some jerk. I don't want to. I don't want to have to have a boss. I just want to. Like, right. I just want to do my shit. And like this stuff that I'm sure I'm good at. <laughs> right? No, I like, get it. Uh, just remember Wayne's World when he's like, he's like, oh, I've worked my my fair share of Joe jobs, where yeah. he's like. I've got an extensive collection of hairnets and name tags. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he like pointed to the wall where the extensive connection collection of hairnets and name tags. That's my life. I know. I love it that uh, you could not ask many people younger than us about Wayne's World and have them actually know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Dude, I could talk Wayne's World all day. Yeah. I don't know if you've Wayne's ever heard. Wayne's World Two is my jam, by the way. 
Yeah, I, I, I like Wayne's World too, but I can't quote it as much as I can quote Wayne's World. Like the original Wayne's World, I had it on VHS and I would watch it like every day. And that that's the Wayne's World 2 for me. Mm. Uh, my that's like we didn't own many VHSs growing up. Like in Wayne's World 2, my dad, his name is Wayne, by the way. Oh. Got it as a gag gift from somebody for his birthday. So it's like, all right, we have the VHS. So I used to watch it all the time. It's like, fuck, what am I else going to watch? Although, I, uh, here's a funny story. I had um, the WrestleMania 3, two VHS tapes <laughs> that I watched so many times that I blew the VHS out. Like, I blew the tape out. Jesus. And then... You know, like, watch, watching <laughs> that back, it does not age very well. Oh, my God, dude. Like, it At does, all. though. The but King like, Kong Bundy midget whole, match. Midget match, oh, yeah. That was what I was talking about. Jim. Like, dude, come on. Like, that's like... I'm definitely... A, okay, like, here's a... Stupid phobia. I know. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I am deathly afraid of little people. All right. Like, it's weird. I There's no reason for it. I love Brad Williams as a comic, but I can't watch <laughs> his special a lot. Like, I have to listen to it. You know, whatever. He's funny. And it's no offense to him. And, like, it's just, I'm so afraid. I don't know what it is. Like, it is terrifying. But I think it was that fucking match when I was a kid. Like, if I really think back to it, I really think it was the <laughs> Hillbilly Jim, kill King Kong Bundy with the three midgets, like, or little people, or whatever you want to say, PC. I really think that was the that's what killed it for me because I thought in my head, all right, remember I, WrestleMania three happened in what nineteen eighty four, eighty five. It was in the Silver Dome. I think the Detroit. first WrestleMania was in eighty five. So okay, so the third one, eighty seven. I, I would have been, I you know I would have been three four when I saw mm -hmm. five went on the VHS. But I thought, like, those are little kids in mm. my head getting crushed by King Kong Bundy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not deep diving that far in my past, but I don't know why the, the little people that I, I get nervous and I, I have panic attacks and shit and I run away. Like, people, some people do it with clowns. I don't care about a clown. What about what about Dink? What about Dink the clown? Oh my god! I thought that when I was a kid, was I it? thought Dink was his son. <laughs> All right, and like it was like again, that's like how I why wrestling made me justify it, except for Hornswoggle. Like that was like the first midget wrestler that I knew was a midget because I was old enough for it. Little people, whatever. I whatever. I, if I'm offending you, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean it. Um, little person. And, hey, did I uh, tell you? 
Did I ever tell you? Yeah. <laughs> I had a match. I had a match um, with with a, a little person. He he preferred being called a midget. It was a wrestler. Okay. A, a midget. Well, Hornswoggle wants to be called a midget. Right. So like, his preferred his preferred pronoun, I guess. I mean, it's not a gender pronoun. pronoun. <laughs> his, his preferred, his preferred identification, his identifier. He'd rather be identified as a midget than a little person. But uh, the match, dude, it was. I fucking lost on the pronoun. Holy shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm trying to pull it. Woosa, like holy shit, the pronoun for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, that's the oh my god, dude. That you need to put that in your stand-up comedy. Holy shit, that got me so hard, dude. <laughs> well, well, calm down. I didn't mean to get you hard over Ooh. it. Oh. Well, anyway. <laughs> so the the I was in Ohio. And um, and it was like they put me in like a triple threat match, and it was uh, me and this other dude and the the midget guy. Uh, and the midget guy was a mess. That's his pronoun. Yeah, that's his pronoun. <laughs> he he put the he had a mask on, and he was he had like tattoo sleeves. Um, okay. And I was going like I didn't so sign like up. Quarter sleeves, right? What's that? So it'd be like a quarter sleeve then? Well, I mean, it was his full arm, but it was a quarter quarter length of a regular arm, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he, he goes. So I was like, look, when I came here, I did not I did not I did not agree to wrestle this little kid. And I kept calling right. him a little kid. And I was like, I'm not wrestling this little kid. Who, who would let this little kid in the match? Was, and the guy, the guy that I was in the match with was like, he's got tattoos. I'm like, yeah, well, parents will sign permission slips for anything. So the guy like kept acting <laughs> like he was just a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember that we just had a lot. Of, we had a lot of like really fun, entertaining spots. We did a spot where, where, um. I think the the other guy set the little kid up on the top rope and he went to go superplex him and I pulled him down. I was like, I'm going to superplex the little kid. And then I pushed that guy off and I went to go pull him up. And then, then the, then the guy headbutted me and I fell off and I sold down to like where my feet were, my feet were like in the, 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 the opposing corner. And okay. like the trio woe position. But on flat on the mat though, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. Well, I was just flat on the mat. Like, so my it. head was face. My head was like, was was like towards where the mat, where the corner was. But I was right, flat right. on my mat. And uh, the guy, the guy then uh, did a like a, a hurricane rana off the off the top to the other guy, like he did a diving like a diving hurricane rana, and the yeah. guy landed where his head was. His head was like perpendicular, like so. Here was his head, here was my head, and we were like this. And then the guy pinned him, and he kicked out. 
and he kicked him out and he landed on top of my chest and it was a pin me and I kicked out and put him right on the other guy's chest and he, he it was like pin one two whoop, pin one two like we just like we're oh man back and forth for a triple A match right so <laughs> so <laughs> anyway <laughs> so so later on so later on I'm doing stand up in in this area. In this area, um, the Philly area, um, I was at some random bar in Glenside, PA, and uh, and I did a, I did a, I did a joke where I said, I was like, you know, I've always really wanted to meet like a really shady, like drug dealing, lying midget, <laughs> so that I could then look at him right in his eyes and say, listen, pal. I trust you just about as far as I can throw you. Right. That was, that was the, the, not even a very good joke. But I, no. Yeah, but, I get it. But <laughs> no, I, it is a good joke, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. No, I get, I get where it's going. But <laughs> then, far. Then, then, <laughs> then I, <laughs> then I get off stage. And I like go and I, I'm getting, I got, I got paid in like chicken fingers that day. So I was just eating the bar yeah. food and someone comes up to me and she goes, you were really funny. Your jokes were really good, except my son's a little person. And I didn't like you using the word, the M word. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry that you're upset about. She's like, oh, he's a comedian. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, and I was like, well, I'm also, I'm also a pro wrestler. And I was like telling her this story about <laughs> this guy who I wrestled and how he preferred to be a called a midget because he knew that he was an attraction in the business, in the entertainment business. He knew he wouldn't be as important in the wrestling business had been for his, his like, um, uh, this is, the, the, the attraction like it's it's, it's, it's it's and and then she was like i think is that, i don't know is that harsh i think it i think she didn't take it very well and then she okay. was like i think she doubled down on being upset <laughs> and uh she, and she was like she totally carried out on you mm -hmm. and then and then she was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna tell my son about you i'm gonna tell him that i liked you and uh, and uh, then then I get a message from uh, the midget the 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 little person actor who was on Seinfeld. He also he also played um, he also played Splinter in the in the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movies. Uh, that that little person, Danny some Danny Washburn. He's a, he's a, he's a like a. A comedian and an actor and i was okay. like and he was like hey yeah my mom said she saw you and uh i just want to you know i just want to cement how you know that that hate speech <laughs> i was like I, I don't hate you i don't hate you at all i don't, and i'm not trying to enable others to hate other people i think i get it like i get like you wouldn't be what you are if it wasn't for that attraction that you are like you've got a yeah. special thing it, yeah, it's, yeah. It, 
It's neat. I like it. And uh, I was going back and forth, going back and forth with this guy. And I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to waste my time anymore. But uh, yeah, I did a little bit more research on it. And he was he was doing some interviews and stuff. And he was saying some stuff that was not. It was not. It was not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully not about you. Not, but no, I, he probably forgot all about me. Like two minutes, he he probably jumps on to onto that soapbox, uh, pretty often. Really? Uh, what? He must be what? an angry I didn't mean literal soapbox. <laughs> I mean, <You're> elf. <laughs> with, <laughs> he must be an angry elf. Call me an elf one more time. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of. Anytime, I, yeah. Okay, sorry. That was that. That was going through my mind when you were talking about how he got mad at you. Yeah, it's like it's very much like the intention, and, and and I sincerely get it. Anybody who ever feels like anybody who ever feels like they're oppressed or segregated against or, or any, uh, I just. I feel for them. I, do, I certainly do. But, like, you don't have it worse than everybody. Like, like other people have got it worse. I mean, yeah. and it's not a competition. Like, it's not a competition for who's got it the worst. But, I mean, everybody's got their own struggle to deal with. And it, it should really go, it should be, like, kind of judged by intention. And it should be judged by, like, sincerity and right. uh, and character <laughs> you know <laughs> right like, yeah no you, you know I, think I'm on, I think joe rogan, has a lot to do with it joe rogan has a thing when he's like oh i'm definitely not going to lie to you but i might cuz i'm on stage and i'm fucking around it's my job to sit here and and joke i'm joking about stuff like i don't mean Rocky everything mountain high yeah yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We both mark out for Joe Rogan. We, yeah. We quote him quite a bit together. It's so much fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so audio time travel. <laughs> two, two more things. Hot dog and a handshake. I'll send you off. Riding in the sunset, you you can go to bed. I know it's like it's getting late. Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> on the record, on the record, the the things that would uh, go through your brain that you'd want to have someone have your kids listen to uh, in as adults. What's the message that's going directly to them? Oh man, uh, you know it's it's really funny because we we talked about this like before we started the podcast. We we're chatting, and I'm like, "Dude, I I know you're in, how we end this, and I have this exact what I want to say." And then now now I'm gonna go ahead and forget, but not somewhat. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, if I'm going to talk to my kids in the future, like, you know, Bryce, Sade, and 
my kids' names. Um, you know, you got they. You know, you guys already know. I I love you with all my heart. I'm proud of you. No matter what your lives turn out to be, um, and I am so blessed that you know I I was there for you as long as I could be, and hopefully, uh, you guys learn from my fuck ups, and you know, hopefully, you don't make the same fuck ups I did in life. Um, and I, I really hope you guys follow your dreams and do what you want to do because, you know, uh, and not in a bad way. Uh, I gave up a lot of my dreams so that I could have you <laughs> and make sure you were fed and had a, a roof over your head and, uh, you know, whatever, but it's all fucking worth it because you guys, you're my life. I, I love you guys so much. I hope one day because this podcast and this audio is going to outlive me and outlive Corey and outlive all of us that, uh, that maybe you guys hear this and then. You know, maybe one day your kids will hear this and know that, you know, their granddad, you know, loved you too and didn't know it yet. So, yeah. You know, what's weird, and I think we don't, we don't, um, <clears throat> we don't open it enough, enough. We don't open it up enough to, to sort of soak it in. But, you know, the whole like, the sins of the father, the sins of the son, the sins of our hands, the sins of our tongues. It's like yeah. when you say, when you say, I hope you learn from my fuck ups mm -hmm. and I hope you don't make them. But if you do, please understand unconditionally, I will still love you exactly the same. Like, please feel free in the future to like have the grace inside of knowing it's okay to fuck up because that's what makes you you. That's what keeps you mm -hmm. on the journey to find out who you want to be and who you're going to be is to make those fuck ups, to, to have those obstacles and stumble and get back up and brush yourself off. Yeah. So, Did you so, totally explain it? That that's exactly what I, I meant. So, yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for breaking that down further. <laughs> that, was, that was amazing. That is 100% uh, in my mind as I'm saying that. That You know, it, it's really funny is my dad said the same shit to me uh, before I left for basic training in, in the Army. But the same kind of stuff. Like, hey, you know, he didn't use the vulgar language you know, because he's super devout, and you know, I'm not. But. It makes me think of a thing that my father used to say to me, and I didn't think of it until just now. I haven't thought about it at all since I was a kid. My dad used to say, I know what you're thinking because I was you. Mm -hmm. My dad would say, I know what goes on in your brain. I know what you do. I know what you think because when I was a boy, I was what you are right now. 
and I haven't thought about that since I was 12 years old. My, yeah. my used to say that to me and be like, and I should have brought that up to him when I had that last conversation that I had with him when I was like, dude, think about how weird it was for you when you were a kid. Like, and right. so you like, you weren't there for me. Like, right. Like, to a degree. I, no right, offense. So, I'm not trying to bring that up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's very much like, I think the conversation was going back to, I think I've talked to you about this before, or you've m maybe heard me talk about it where he was talking to me about why his oldest son, my brother, Justin mm -hmm. hates him. He said, why does my oldest son hate me? And I said, he doesn't hate you. You don't exist to him. He doesn't care. Like he's right. already canceled your existence out. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care enough about you to hate you. And, right. and he was why he was saying why and i said do you remember how hard it was for you when you were 12 years old what was your dad like and he he said oh he was a vicious asshole and i was like okay now picture that and now think about you don't know what you're you don't you know you're different than everybody else and you know that the difference that you have is something that your vicious asshole dad isn't going to approve of and he isn't going to like and he might not love you anymore for it. And he was like, holy shit. I didn't think of it that way. Well, I know you because I was you. Right. <laughs> right. It just yeah. Go full circle there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <clears throat> you know, I, dude, the fun part and the worst part about being a parent in general, mom, dad, whatever. It's like you always want, like, I don't know, maybe generally speak, you want your kids to be, you know, better off than you in ways. Like, you want to teach them better? Yeah. And uh, the next generation could always evolve to be better than the generation that came before. And I try. And, um, Dude, I, and I know I've talked to you offline about this stuff. Like, um, you know, I, I suffer from PTSD. And, you know, PTSD alone didn't make me an angry person. Um, a lot of other shit made me very angry. I yelled a lot. And, um, like I get mad at like the drop of a hat. Like, you know, me now, like we talk all the time, like that doesn't sound like me at all, mm -hmm. you know, generally, but, um, I learned how to deal with the anger and, um, you know, unfortunately for my kids, younger you know they had to deal with some of that but now it's not perfect but it's better and every day I strive for it to be better and every day I try to evolve more to be better and you know like the like literally my life motto right now is 
every day just be better than you were the day before. And, you know, you've learned from your mistakes of yesterday to make everything better for today. And can I, you know, can I tell you about uh, something that I, you just reminded me of that I t totally forgot about. I haven't thought about it in a really, really long time, but when I was younger, when I was real young, Mm -hmm. When when me and me and my older brother and older sister were real young, my mom my mom put herself in counseling because she was she was an angry 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 person, and mm -hmm. I and she would yell a lot like a lot a lot she would always be yelling, and I remember like going to bed at night and in my ears I could hear the sounds of her screaming and she wasn't screaming, yeah but th like th if if she hadn't have done that work. To, to correct that, like that, that could have made me a pretty angry person. That could have yeah. like traumatized me a lot. And, uh, that, uh, I, I mean, I, I would never, I would never like, I would never hold that against her. Like dude, any of us are ill-equipped at any minute. We are so ill-equipped. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, be someone's dad because like I knew I have to know that anything I ever do, like whether I try as hard as I can and I do the best job I could possibly do, there's going to be something that the kids go, well, I was raised this way and my dad fucked me up this way. And I, I, and I like, <laughs> I just, I just know that, uh, <sighs> I, it just, it sucks. It sucks. It really, once it you're really thrust sucks. upon it, you don't really get the option to, right? Like, my, my, both, you know, my, my, both my kids are kind of oops. Just like, but I don't regret a damn thing about it. And, um, yeah, dude, it, it is a constant learning curve. And, you know, like, if I'm going to, Fuck, I really don't hope my parents into uh yeah, when I was younger, my parents yelled a lot and like they were not my you know, they were not great people, but like my dad didn't have a good dad. Right. My dad, you know, like they're products of their environment. We, and very exactly. And mm -hmm. hence like evolving. We are mm -hmm. evolving from it. Like my dad is a thousand times better than his dad. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. fuck, man. If my dad's a thousand times better than his dad, I hope I'm a million times better than my dad. And not that my dad was bad. Like, my dad and I right now, like, I love my dad. Like, God, I can't imagine a world without my dad. Like, and I feel bad. Like, not, fuck. How do you, like my relationship with my dad is something I wish that everyone had with their dad. Like, and I, and, you know, like I, if I couldn't turn to him for advice on stuff, like I, I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know who the fuck I would talk to because, and I. I you know, like no, like that's, I'm not trying to trigger it's, it's you. Like it's like I wish that was that way for you. The the knowledge and acknowledgement that you know how much better of a dad your dad is to you than his dad was to him. 
Like that's, 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 that's fucking leaps and bounds. You know what I mean? That's humongous. Like that, like he noticed the pattern, like my mom noticed the pattern in like what her family situation was, what her siblings were like, how the, how they were raising their kids or the relationships that they got themselves into and notice the, the relationship that her parents had and how they were alcoholics. My mom told me on the podcast when I had her on, she told me that she used to have to push her bed up against her door. Mm. Her dad would get drunk at night and bring the gun out. He'd bring the gun and he'd shoot the gun in the basement. And he would come up to the, to the door and he would load the gun and he named he'd say this bullet is named mary beth and say that he was naming each one of the bullets after that mary beth's my mom's name and he would say this one's right this one's terry like all her siblings and he would load the gun and name each of the bullets after the kid like how the fuck does somebody who goes through that and and then 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 has to go and raise people not fuck right. them up. Right. And the fact, you know, so I have to, I always want to like give the, all the credit in the world to the, the willingness to notice those patterns and evolve through them. Right. Jesus Christ. I, you never told me that before. Uh, that's, ins- I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Like, wow. So, uh, wow. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ, I feel bad for your mom. She's dude, she's 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 an amazing person, and and I'm yeah inspired by her every day. So, um, I know I, every time we talk on the phone, you always there's I don't think we've had I don't know fucking a hundred phone calls, and not once do you not mention how awesome your mom is, not once, like you every I don't. You could turn any conversation, and we talk about, yeah, my mom's awesome. Like, what? what? We weren't even, yeah. Like, no, you mention it all the time. It's fucking hilarious. I love it, dude. It's like one of the one of the things I, I, I adore about you. And like, yeah, dude, like, you know, I and I do the same shit. I'm like, yeah, dude, my mom's awesome, too. My, she's a mom, as always. I love her to death. She has great intentions. Does she not annoy me? Of course. But you know, yeah. you know, inside of that man, I have to, I have to, I have to acknowledge that, like, sometimes my mom annoys me too, and like, I have to be careful with how I, how I, how I speak to her, because like, mm-hmm. this is to me, I go like, I don't, I'm, I'm already, I'm already this old, you know what I mean? I, right. I don't know how much longer in my life. I'm going to have the moments to cherish my mom. So when I think of the times when she's annoying me and if I like go like I, I had Jess called me out on this. Um, I, I really like misspoke to my mom. I said, I said some shit like she, she does this thing where she, she like has ideas and Mm -hmm. she, she throws an idea at you for you to do something. And just because she said that idea, that like you better do that thing, and then right. she'll, she'll be like, "Well, if you were smart, you'd do this." And I take that like, "Oh, are you saying if I don't do that, I'm not smart?" 
and like and i i get in my own in my own like questioning Mm -hmm. my intelligence circle that i get into and like yeah and i like i i was like just because you had an idea doesn't mean that's not the thing i'm gonna do and i like i said some and i was like i was thinking like i could turn this into a bit and i was like and i like delivered what the bit was and it was like she was she was like hmm (laughs) and then i got a text from jess she's like you know she does a lot for you you know she like really really tries hard and she really really upset her and i was like oh man (laughs) like so i'm not a perfect son and i i i have to never acknowledge i have to fully acknowledge that and uh you know i never promised to be perfect and my mom never promised to be perfect and uh, we're we're learning as we go <laughs> <sighs> all right so i want to make sure i say to you on the record how glad i am that we've connected that we have this friendship that we have this this brotherhood and and i'm psyched still that this is still just the very beginning of it. And right. where we go from here is cool. Where it is, I'm excited for it. And I want to make sure I say to you now, timestamp 3421. 3421. That dude, I'm very, very hopeful and optimistic about the the future of our of our relationship and our friendship. And I'm I'm psyched about it, man. And I'm I'm very very excited and it's it's been a, it's been a, a huge pleasure to have you as an outlet and as a friend and as a brother and I love you. I love you too man and it has been nothing but a pleasure to reach out and talk to you about you know everything like you know just another outlet to vent to and you know listen to you vent and you know bounce different ideas and shit off each other and literally like Fuck, dude. We talk quite a bit. And then just like a messenger alone, but like, and then we get on the phone and it's never a five minute conversation. It's like no less than a 30 minute conversation every time. <laughs> Shout out like, to Renee. I gotta say, <laughs> whatever it was, it was like, oh yeah, I was, I was like saying something. I was like, oh yeah, I was talking to Dan and we talked for like, three hours or something the other day and he was like yeah i'm not surprised dude you talk to people for that long all the time (laughs) yeah dude it's nice because how how the fuck else are we supposed to get to know each other like and the distance like philly to michigan you know like grand rapids michigan uh you know like it's it's quite a ways away yeah yeah right about there right except the other side of your you know we're closer towards this part. Yeah, like <laughs> right over there. So, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no. And it's when, never dude, boring. When when this stuff ends, the pandemic and the, the, the herd immunity happens, I'm so hopeful. I'm so optimistic. I'm so looking forward to being able to come there and hang out or have you come here and hang out. I want to meet your sons. I want to, I want to, I want to be an influence in, in some way that I can be, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched for it, man. I really am. Yeah. The whole goal is, uh, once 
all the bullshit ends to get you. We have comedy clubs, you know, out here, mm-hmm. you know, try to get you booked out here, you know, or on your road that you're going to tour on that we're going to try to help you set up and yeah. whatever, whatever, however the fuck we do it, we're going to, we're going to do it. It, it, it it's going to happen. We, there's not a, it's not a no about it. We're going to, there's no ifs. It's, it's when. Yeah. 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 So, uh, <laughs> well, I want to do this real quick because we said we were going to. Uh, I want to give a plug and a shout out to this company, Oh So Delicious. Uh, the, uh, the the profits from the purchase go to ohsodelicious.org. Uh, it's run by my friend Jordan Brady. And the proceeds go to the the military vets. Ghost pepper hot sauce, ohsodelicious.org. So um, go, go check that out and support the, the military. It's very. Yeah, yep, veterans and veteran organizations, yeah. what you told me earlier. So yeah. that's just the military in general. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. The, veterans, the military veterans. veterans, all that other stuff. You know, it's good to go. And homeboy, we, we're going to we're gonna connect them with me because, you know, I'm a, a hot sauce efficient in there and I put I put that shit on everything <laughs> so we're we're gonna have to I'm gonna have to go over there and buy some of that shit because uh I I I love hot sauce more than most people so so it's it's got to that point where I'm going to ask you hypothetically hypothetically I'm gifting you this podcast okay so this episode has been your pilot episode, and in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, we need to wrap it all up in a pretty little bow and give us the takeaways in order to make ourselves a better version of ourselves tomorrow as we are today. And then at the very end of it, at the very end of it, do your best alpha impression just to keep it silly and say, hey, Willie. All right. So we're, we're going to wrap this motherfucker up with uh hey um you know we talked about a lot of shit here pro wrestling is fun as fuck watch it go with it it's not fake it's kayfabe get it right motherfucker to be the best person you can be there's no reason not to be be nice it's not hard Say hi to some random motherfucker you walk by. You can even say, what up, motherfucker? Like, that's better than nothing. Like, make eye contact. Who cares? It's all good, dude. You know, just all day, every day, just try to be a little bit better. Be a little nicer. I try not to say the F word every five minutes. Doesn't happen every day. Doesn't happen now. But I don't know. I just stop right there. Here, we're not. It's like 30 seconds. I'm watching the clock. I didn't say it. I'm getting closer to five minutes. Maybe tomorrow I'll make it. But, hey, Willie, we're good to go. (laughs) That was the best one so far. You say it with everybody, and it's a lie every time. You might as well be Andrew Andrew Santino, where he's like, this is my favorite guest, but I say it for everybody. 
You know, it reminded what? me. It reminded me of. Um, it reminded me of uh, the Goonies, right? The Goonies, yeah. Hey, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can think of the whole time. Like every time anybody does it, they, everybody tries like really hard to impersonate Elf, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I it's no, I'm gonna go with my own version. Well, I think I think well, the first time I did it was with with Renee in the yep. episode with Renee, and I said that I'm going to do it every time, and I'm going to tell everybody every time that it was the best one ever. I know. Well, yep. I'm just being consistent. <laughs> Anybody who's checked this podcast out, if you've given any of your time or your effort, let me let you know how grateful I am, how much... You've spent the currency of your effort and your intention and your time on me and us. And if you get a chance, check out Perfect Misfits, Perfectly Misfit, Perfectly Misfits. Perfectly Misfit. Yep. And, uh, you know, make sure you subscribe on the YouTubes, the youtube.com slash Corey Castle. Uh, you'll get new episodes as soon as I post them. If you go on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You'll get new episodes every single Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time. And uh, I hope, you know, if you if you feel like you need a friend, if you need some judgment-free conversation, absolutely feel free to reach out to me. I'm not a hard, a hard person to get a hold of. If, you know, you need some advice, you, need, you just need some, some support or whatever, I'm here. I mean, I'm never promising you that I'm going to give you the absolute right answer. Or that uh, that I'm absolutely going to be able to help you in what your problem is, but I'm for sure going to make an effort because if 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 you've spent your effort this much on me, I I absolutely owe you. So I'm just asking you to hit that subscribe button if you're liking this, if you're listening to it, and just let me know you exist. Yo, also I want to really quickly notice that like my I want to acknowledge. Um, my audience in India has spiked like tons. Like I think almost half my audience is in India. So shout out to everybody in India. Thanks so much for your time and your effort. Make sure, make sure you, you tell everybody else all over the world to check out Evolving with Corey Castle. And, uh, we'll make this thing, we'll make this thing keep happening. Be fun. That's Have awesome, dude. Keep evolving. Ooh.